Hello, I'm Pastor Daniel Flukey. Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from Christ the King and Living Hope Lutheran Churches. We are congregations of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Port Washington and Saukville, Wisconsin. We believe God's love is for you. Here's our message for this week. A reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise the words of prophets, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do this. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, chapter 1, beginning at verse 57. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, None of your relatives has this name. Then they began motioning to his father to find out what name he wanted to give him. He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And all of them were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue freed, and he began to speak, praising God. Fear came over all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about throughout the entire hill country of Judea. All who heard them pondered them and said, What then will this child become? For indeed the hand of the Lord was with him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. So so in these first few weeks of Advent, we have talked a lot about the weariness of this world. We've recited some of those many signs of brokenness that we see around us, from personal griefs all the way up to global disruptions. But Advent is not only about brokenness. And we need to face the pain, we need to recognize the suffering in and around us, we need to acknowledge our weariness, as we talked about two weeks ago in that first week of the season, but the hope of Advent, the message of Christmas, is that the weariness is not the end of the story, the weariness is not the whole thing. We acknowledge the depths of our weariness in order to deepen our rejoicing at the gift that God gives us at Christmas. So traditionally, the first, the, the third Sunday, the one we're in right now, traditionally the third Sunday of Advent focuses on joy. So here's your church history lesson. This Sunday is known as Gaudate Sunday, which comes from the Latin translation of Philippians 4.4, which says, Gaudate in Domino Semper. Anybody here fluent in Latin? Good. <laughs> I don't know very much, but you can, figure, you can actually figure out most of this one. So semper, the last word there, means always. Like in the Marine Corps slogan, semper fidelis, always faithful. So domino is the Lord, the one who has dominion. In is 
in. That one's easy. And gaudate is rejoice. So gaudate in domino semper means rejoice in the Lord always. Or the even more succinct version we read in 1 Thessalonians, rejoice always. Say that with me. Rejoice always. Congratulations, you just memorized a Bible verse. Rejoice always. And verse 17, pray without ceasing, which is another good one to memorize. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. And so on this Advent Sunday of joy, we don't turn away from the brokenness in this world, but we take a day to pause and to rejoice at the promise of Christmas, to celebrate what is coming. And Gaudate Sunday is the one where we light the rose-colored candle. Thank you, Josh, for lighting the right one. <laughs> and I'm not sure why exactly pink rose is the color of joy and rejoicing, but that's the tradition. And I love it as a reminder. It's an important reminder. We are waiting in joyful anticipation. We are waiting for God to break into the world. And God breaking in is good news. Rejoice. So what does it look like to rejoice always? If rejoicing is simply forcing yourself to be happy and have good cheer, then I think it's impossible to follow Paul's instructions. Maybe if we shut our eyes to everything going on out there in the world, we could. But that is certainly not what God is calling us to either. Our question this Advent season has been, how does a weary world rejoice? And today's answer is we allow ourselves to be amazed. In a reflection on today's theme, Reverend Lizelle Glengarity writes, Amazement is a precursor for joy. Joy can't be coerced out of us. If joy feels out of reach, can we first allow ourselves to notice and take in the amazing wonders in each day? Wonders we can too easily ignore. The swirl of silky white creamer in your morning coffee, the carefully crafted bird's nest in your favorite tree, the doe-like steps of a toddler as they discover the confidence to walk, the dappling beams of sunlight refracting through your window. Allowing ourselves to be amazed requires a posture of paying attention and then saying yes to wonder when it washes over us. Amazement is also a balm for the weary. It awakens those who feel numb. It renews those whose senses have been dulled. Surprisingly, it may turn into joy. So when we look at what God is doing in this world, perhaps especially when we contrast the goodness of God's promises with the brokenness that's so visible around us, when we allow ourselves to be amazed by what God is doing, then rejoicing becomes possible. Paul can instruct us in 1 Thessalonians to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, because we know what God is up to. We know God is acting out of love. We know God has not abandoned this world. We recognize Advent as the dawn before the light breaks in. When we allow ourselves to be amazed at what the Holy Spirit is doing, then with God's help, we can trust and we can believe that God is at work even in those times when it's hard to see. And our first reading there ends with Paul writing, the one who calls you is faithful 
and he will do this. And that, I think, is the key. When we look to God's faithfulness, well, then we can rejoice always and give thanks in all circumstances. And let me be clear, thanks in all circumstances does not mean thanks for all circumstances. That's a big difference. I am not thankful for wars happening in our world. I'm not thankful for the deaths of family members I know in this community. I'm not thankful for people losing their jobs or for sickness or disasters. There's a lot that I'm not thankful for, mosquitoes. But Christian joy does not depend on our circumstances. Our joy, our thanks, our rejoicing does not depend on the situation we find ourselves in. The one who has called us, who has created us, who has claimed us, is faithful. And because God is faithful, we can rejoice. We can give thanks. We can open our eyes to the wonder. We can look past the cynicism of this world. We can be amazed at the places where we do see God breaking in. And perhaps you remember last week's message from the prophet Isaiah, the first reading we heard last week. It began, comfort, O comfort, my people. And the the hymn we just sang at the beginning of service was a paraphrase of that reading. And Isaiah, when he says, comfort, comfort, my people, Isaiah is addressing God's people while they're in exile in Babylon. And the message for them is that their time of exile is coming to an end that the price of their sin has been paid, it's time for them to return home. And today's psalm that we just read is from that same time period. It's talking about the end of the exile, God's people going home and describing the joy that they felt as they returned. And I love this first verse of Psalm 126. It says, When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream." God's rescue plan was so great, so miraculous, that it seemed unreal. It seemed too good to be true. It seemed like some kind of impossible dream. And isn't that the hope of Advent? Because in Advent, we dare to dream that God is on the move, that God has not given up on us. We dare to dream and to believe and to hope that this world is not all that there is, that there is something worth rejoicing about. Verse 2, Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. What a gift to be able sometimes to look back and to see what God was doing, to recognize the good and the great actions of the Lord. And no matter how hard the present might be, God's people can look back to see God's faithfulness in the past and trust that God will continue to be faithful in the future. Even those who sowed tears, it says, even those who sowed tears will finally reap with shouts of joy because God is at work. What a gift to see the promise of Christmas, God coming to be with us. As the song that our theme title comes from says, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, the light of the world is shining. 
Pastor Cecilia Armstrong writes, in the psalm reading, we are reminded that whenever amazing things happen, we find a way to rejoice. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced when we acknowledge our weary world while remembering what God has already done and what God is doing, then we can rejoice. We heard last week that Elizabeth spent the first five months of her pregnancy in solitude. And then in month six, Mary comes to stay with Elizabeth, her family member, and she stays for three months. And I learned last week that there's a tradition that perhaps Mary served as midwife for Elizabeth. And the math adds up. It's plausible. She gets there in month six. She leaves after three more months. That's nine months. Sounds very plausible to me. But even if she didn't stay quite all the way through John's birth, and we don't know, Luke doesn't tell us, Mary's presence helps Elizabeth to accept the gift God has given her. And when the child is born, Elizabeth is the one who holds on to the miracle and understands and insists that the angel's instructions must be followed, the child must be named John, and Zechariah backs her up, his voice is restored, and Luke tells us the crowd is amazed. After months of Elizabeth's miraculous pregnancy, they finally allow themselves to be amazed. They allow themselves to see what God is doing. And we won't hear this part of the story next week because of the Christmas program, but when Zachariah's voice is restored to him, he responds by singing a song of praise to God. He's filled with awe at the birth of his child. Not just that a child has been born, that's enough reason for awe and wonder, but wonder for him that God's promise has been fulfilled, that God is acting in the world. God has been faithful to him and to Elizabeth. And Pastor Garrity writes in her artist statement about this painting. She says, in this image, I wanted to capture Zachariah's voice the moment it returns to him. I decided to depict only half of Zachariah's face. This miracle is not really about him, but about what happens through him. When he confirms John's name, he sheds his distrust of the angel's impossible news. His skepticism and weariness subside as he awakens to the joy in his midst. He allows himself to be amazed. Where are you experiencing awe and wonder this Advent season? I think it's harder for us as the number of Christmases add up, as the advertisements seem to dominate the season more and more each year, the divisions in our country increase, Black Friday season revenues hit an all-time high. That does not inspire amazement or rejoicing for most of us. But the promise is still true. Christmas is still a miracle. Will you allow yourself in these next few weeks to be amazed? Will you allow yourself to practice joy? Will you allow yourself to rejoice? Because God is still at work. God's love is for you. God has not given up on you. Weariness is not the end of the story. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. No matter what your circumstances might be this year, this week, 
May God bless you with amazement, wonder, and joy in this season. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Living Hope and Christ the King, to ask for prayer, or to make a donation to support the work we are doing in Ozaki County, you can visit our websites at livinghopesockville.org or ctkport.org, or click the link in the show notes to find us online or on social media. May God bless you, and we hope you'll join us again soon.